The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a weekly look at Portland's nonprofits and do gooders with interviews, music, and documentaries. You're listening to the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X Ray FM, brought to you by the Media Institute for Social Change, a public interest media lab that works to inspire, empower, and engage emerging media producers. Learn more online at mediamakingchange.org. Today on our show, we are spotlighting North Star Clubhouse. This is Phil Bussey. It's the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. I'm joined with two representatives from North Star Clubhouses. Bill Waters is the Employment Coordinator and Erica Linden. How are you both today? Excellent. Thank you for having us both on your show. Absolutely. Um, so clubhouses, I, I'm, I'm a little, do I call this North Star Clubhouse or just Clubhouse? What's, what do you guys call yourselves? We use both terms, actually. So the clubhouse um, model is um, a model all over the country and in many other countries. Bill, do, I don't know if you have the exact number. <laughs> Somewhere in the 350 mark of different kinds of programs uh, across the world at this point. And North Star is Portland's. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'll call it North Star Clubhouse. That maybe is overly formal, but so so let's talk then. But first, though, in general, so clubhouses. Clubhouses are uh, safe space. Uh, members uh, with mental health issues uh, can can join together, right, and 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 have a place to talk about uh, healing. Uh, Bill, talk about employment. Um, can somebody just physically describe the clubhouse to me? Just, you know, let's take us up to the front door and walk in. Yeah, Phil, you're, you're asking a great question because the term clubhouse can be fairly confusing in terms of what does that really mean? And especially in the context of a mental health program, it just doesn't seem to fit. Uh, the clubhouse, this name came from an original program that was developed in New York City in the late 40s. It's been around that long. And basically what it was is a group of patients of Rockland State Hospital uh, found themselves uh, being discharged from the hospital after, in those days, a fairly long stay in the psychiatric hospital. And what they found is when they got out they found the community to be a difficult place to stay in and function in the community again, returning to go to work or go to school or whatever they wanted to do. To do that with a mental health issue and be unassisted in, unassisted in doing so was too much. And usually uh, this concept of the revolving door developed where people would come out of the psychiatric hospital after a brief stay out, they'd go back in, et cetera, et cetera, over and over. So this group of people decided to band together and support each other. Uh, and to make a very long story short, they were able to attract a young social worker out of the Midwest. His name was John Beard, who had some very, very creative ideas about what people with mental illness could do. And in those days, it was the, a person with a mental illness was diagnosed with a mental illness and went off to the hospital by the lake to really be there forever. 
and he thought that was just the wrong way to go. He thought people were much more capable than that. So he created this outpatient model of mental health. He called it the clubhouse. Uh, I don't know for what reason in particular, other than it, it kind of was very different than the names of other mental health programs. And in the clubhouse, he created this environment where all the people who had been discharged from the hospital would come out and they would literally do all the tasks and all the work necessary to run this small nonprofit organization that supported people in staying out of the hospital. And then at some point he added the whole notion that if people could stay out of the hospital doing this work, they could actually regain uh, support to go to work in the community, which in those days was absolutely seen as impossible. Uh, so he added an employment component to it. And over the years it was refined until eventually, and now it's a very sophisticated psychiatric rehabilitation type of program very different than clinical programs all over the U.S. and the world. So it's, it's something that is very unique. Eric and I think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread, but very few people know about it to this day. It's, it's a unique program, and we think um, we would like to see many more people know about it, so we're appreciative of your program, and we'd like to see many more people take advantage of it in the community, uh, and we'd like many more employers to work with us in terms of partnerships. So, you know, all those things are true. So thank you for saying, why the clubhouse? What is that weird name about? It is strange, but it has a history. <laughs> and, and I want to talk a little bit about some of those points of departure uh, from, from a more of a clinical uh, approach. You, you mentioned that there's, it's very different. It's very unique. Can you just give maybe two or three of the, the key points of departure that it has? I would love to answer that question. Uh, as a member, I have been, so I've been a member for, uh, for about a year and a half. Um, and I became a member after an inpatient hospital stay and then graduating to outpatient um, for six weeks and having nowhere else to go really. Um, and there really is nothing like the clubhouse in Portland, like, um, unless, um, you're being treated for substance abuse or an eating disorder, all residential treatments are kind of, they're, they're in Arizona really. Um, so after outpatient, the options are very, very limited. Um, and it does wear so many hats and serves so many purposes for um, the members. Um, and I think that it tackles a lot of nuanced issues that um, some clinical settings um, just can't get to. Like when a therapist might recommend relearning communication styles from traumatic childhoods or like work on personal goal motivation um, for getting back to work or getting back to school or just to socialize more. Um, these things are always easier to write about and, on a worksheet and to um, easier said than done. Always easier to talk about. Um, but in the clubhouse, we're running a nonprofit. So we're, we're practicing all, all of these things in real life. Um, and the 
the therapy of, of working together kind of unfolds by itself. Um, I personally have had um, so, so much more confidence after joining the clubhouse. Um, for instance, um, this interview in itself, uh, the staff and members, we do everything side by side. It's a non-hierarchical approach. Um, and just doing this interview and um, just getting out there and doing work um, is part of my therapeutic journey, I guess. And I wanna, Erica, I wanna connect what you were saying about uh, your own story and about what uh, Bill was talking about, about not enough people knowing about uh, clubhouses and, and about North Star Clubhouse. Erica, how did, how did you learn about North Star Clubhouse? I, I learned about North Star Clubhouse from a friend in outpatient and I was incredibly skeptical and I was just not in a very good place. And I was, uh, I was recovering from a uh, pretty severe agoraphobia and she walked me over to the clubhouse and kind of showed me what it was because I feel like it didn't really make sense to me. Like, oh, I just drop in and do whatever. Um, but as I started to work and do just do things like volunteering, um, I was not only distracted by my like very intense symptoms, but I started to feel better. So um, it was definitely the type of thing where you have to kind of come and see it to, <laughs> to fully understand what the clubhouse means. And do you, do you remember that first day in terms of what, what you did see when you arrived? Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I, I remember very, very vividly. I, I was terrified and um, I didn't have anywhere to go. I was too scared to be home alone. I was having, I wasn't able to work. I, my boyfriend was picking me up um, from outpatient every single day. I couldn't, I couldn't really get out of the house. And um, I just remember coming in and it was on a Friday and we do like fun fact Friday during our meetings. And I remember just laughing a lot. It was very lighthearted. It's not like other group therapy where we're just talking and processing about our, our symptoms or issues. It was more lighthearted with the option that you can talk to staff or other members if you need assistance. I just remember feeling so, it was just very warm. And I want to talk about, so, so some of the words that I saw to describe uh, clubhouses and, and North Star Clubhouse sp specifically was about sustainability, right? So about, and that means a lot of things. Um, I mean, I think sustainability, uh, you know, for, it means food and nutrition. It means, uh, you know, mental health. It means employment. It means education. Um, Eric, I'm just going to uh, stick with you for a, a little bit longer here and talk about where do you feel like you first sort of started to track in uh, with with that idea of sustainability? When did when did it really start to feel like you maybe clicked there? I'm not going to lie. It took a long time to 
see that what I was doing with the clubhouse and I went there five days a week all day um, for many months, basically up until the pandemic. It took a while to see that this was kind of my ticket out of not going to the hospital as much. I was terrified basically every day that I was going to have a crisis again and go back to the hospital and um, having the clubhouse there, being able to talk to both staff and members who have gone through similar things or observed um, other people going through um, similar things probably have saved me from crisis and going back to hospitalization many, many times. I was at the clubhouse for about three months before I felt like I was really starting to turn a corner where the therapy and the medicine and all this volunteering was starting to work. And I was able to go out on a walk that we have every day, um, which I hadn't been able to do in about six months. Um, it wasn't this big ordeal. It was just, I was going with my, my friends now and um, it was part of our day. And it's nice that I could go at my own pace, like, and they weren't going to be like, okay, once you, once you finish all of your goals, you're not a member anymore. You're a member for, for your, for life. And you can still sustain your recovery. Even when you've like hit all of your goals, even when you've gone back to work full time, even when you started class again. So it's very open and um, malleable to each individual. Eric, Erica Linden is a member of North Star Clubhouse. Bill Waters is employment coordinator. Now, one of you, at least one of you, brought in a song suggestion. We're going to take a quick music break. You want to cue that up for us? I chose I Feel For You by Chaka Khan. And I picked this song because the first week of the pandemic, when we were switching to Zoom, um, we were so tired of sitting in our chairs and watching the screens. That's not clubhouse at all. That's not what we're used to. And we had, we decided to have a music break. And uh, this was the first song we listened to of, of many. <laughs> Let's take a listen. Chuck, 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 gone. Chuck, gone. Chuck, gone. Chuck, gone. Shaka Khan, let me rock it, let me rock it, Shaka Khan. Let me rock it, that's all I wanna do. Shaka Khan, let me rock it, let me rock it, Shaka Khan. Let me rock it, let me feel for you. Shaka Khan, what you tell me, what you wanna do? Do you feel for me the way I feel for you? Shaka Khan, let me tell you what I wanna do. I wanna love you, wanna hug you, wanna squeeze you too. So let me take it in my arms, let me feel you with my charm, Shaka. Cause you know that I'm the one to keep you warm, Shaka. I make it more than just a physical dream. I wanna rock you, Shaka, baby, cause you make me wanna scream. Let me rock it, rock it.
That was, of course, Chaka Khan. This is Phil Bussey. It's the Nonprofit Happy Hour. I'm really pleased to be talking to uh, Erica Linden, who is a member of the North Star Clubhouse, and Bill Waters, who is the employment coordinator. Uh, before the music, we were talking with Erica. And Bill, I'm going I'm to switch the mic over to you. Now, as employment coordinator, I, I assume that your title tells us what you do. You, you coordinate employment for members of the clubhouse, correct? That is correct. That is correct. I mean, what Erica is saying, I think is so true. People come in to the club and it's not like any kind of mental health program they've ever been. So Erica said she was scared, she was confused and all that. That's probably mo where most people start because in the club, there isn't any like organized group therapy, uh, times where groups happen and all that. The whole idea is that people come in and assume roles to help in the operation of the program. And through their involvement there, uh, they will find that just as Erica said, they're distracted from mental health symptoms. They're focused on something else. And what that does is gives a person a chance to regroup in a way and regain health as they're, as they're contributing their skills and abilities to the operation of this program. And that's enhanced over time and celebrated heavily in the program by everybody else. Yeah, you did that. Yeah, you did this and you achieved that. Uh, people 
especially people who maybe are on the streets due to their mental illness or have been out of the, you know, they're kind of feel ostracized by the community. That's a big thing to have people actually acknowledging and cheering what they're contributing. And then, and then they work in the club. Uh, your audience should know that, you know, we, we started this interview by saying it's a very different kind of program. Uh, we, we don't have any of the traditional kinds of mental health services at all. So as people work in the club, what we're trying to do is help them begin to regain their strength. And at, at some point we have a conversation about, so what are your goals? Are you wanting to go back to work? Are you going to school? What, you know, what career direction may you wish to go now or whatever that discussion feels like. And exactly like Erica was illustrating, most people are gonna say, well, you know, I kind of, in some ways, maybe have given that up, or maybe I have this dream, but I really don't think I could ever do it again, or whatever that conversation is about. And usually it's about fear of some kind uh, that needs to be addressed for the person to be able to give employment a try again. So we're trying to, through the program, address that particular issue. And then it's at some point, sit down and say, we think you can do it. If you can work here, why couldn't you work out there? And we can support you in doing so. So the employment program has a number of supports, both in the club and in the community alongside with people to help them make transitions into employment again. Yeah, and I would imagine though that you're gonna have to, you're working on both sides of the coin. I mean, not just from uh, the members of the, the clubhouse and, and, and getting individuals ready to return to work, but also having to work with the employers. Absolutely true, Phil. Yeah, that's, uh, we hope there's some employers tuned into your program because we have an employment, uh, employment program called transitional employment that is really something special for employers. If the employer will partner with us, we will uh, act as a recruiter on our end and find people who have been in our program for some time who really would make a good employee for the specific job we're targeting. And then we offer training and support on the front end by our staff to help the person learn the job so that the, the supervisors in the, in the employment setting are not taking lots of extra time they really don't have. And then we'll even cover absences for a person who has to go to a psychiatric appointment for some reason or whatever, so that we really have this sort of guaranteed employment fill-in for a, for a job targeted to our program, partnered with that employer. Uh, and then we, we, have, we choose the perfect, perfect member for that job. And then in six to nine months, we want to have that member come off the job uh, and start the search for a more permanent job and have another member cycle in to that position. And we re, redo the whole training process and support process, et cetera. So we're giving that employer like a guaranteed covered job for, for life if they wish to partic uh, participate with us over time. And we're giving several members over the life of that job a chance to gain the skills and a current reference and the stuff necessary to move on to employment uh, that's more permanent in, in, in something they'd like more permanently. It just seems like, I mean, North Star Clubhouse just seems down to earth. Is that fair? It, it's so down to earth that it's deceivingly simple. I mean, people <laughs> think, well, well, wait a minute, you go there, as Erica literally said yes. earlier, 
you go there and you just do things there and that's going to help me in some way? How could yes. that really be? But I'll tell Absolutely. you, at this point, uh, the Clubhouse model has won numerous awards. It's been recognized by the federal government as a, as a best practice. Uh, it is succeeding everywhere. And it's now, there's thousands of people, uh, I forget the last number, thousands of people involved in clubhouses all over the world and people are benefiting all the time. There, if you go to the website, um, clubhouseinternational.org, you'll see people who write about their own stories um, that, of recovery in, uh, because of the clubhouse model. And it's, 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 it's a very unique, interesting program. We just wish we could get the word out much more than we're able to because we're in the place working so hard all the time. But uh, yeah, so again, thanks for your program. We really appreciate it. Bill Waters is employment coordinator for North Star Clubhouse. Erica Linden is a member of the clubhouse. Thank you both for coming in. And now, Bill, you had a song you, you thought would be uh, nice to take us out on. Yeah, this, this song seems to represent because people, um, you know, we all see people who are on the streets and suffering from mental health issues, and they seem to be not alienated in lots of ways, and they seem to be in their own worlds. Uh, and the cheers theme, the, the, the one that the, you know, sort of the major theme is we all want to go to a place where everybody knows our name. Uh, in the clubhouse, we try to create a community so that people feel very comfortable walking in, even though it's frightening, but at least people come in, they're celebrated, they're recognized, and their talents are being used so they can be, um, so they can be cheered, essentially, That's uh, a great what they're doing. And, and this song, just in my mind, really represents that well. It's a nice way to rethink of the song. Thank you both. This has been the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Those nights when you've got no lights, the check is in the mail, and your little angel hung the cat up by its tail, and your third fiance didn't show. Sometimes you wanna go where everybody knows your name, and they're always glad you came. You can see our troubles are all the same. You want to be where everybody knows your name. Roll out of bed, Mr. Coffee's dead. The morning's looking bright. And your shrink ran off to Europe and didn't even write. And your husband wants to be a girl. Everybody knows your name. Well, everybody knows your name.
If you want to get involved with North Star Clubhouse, visit their website at northstarclubhouse.org and check out their membership page. The Nonprofit Happy Hour is made possible by Beneficial State Bank, a certified B Corps that holds to what it calls a triple bottom line of social justice, environmental well-being, and economic sustainability. If your organization or business is interested in underwriting our show, please email phil at mediamakingchange.org. The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a production of the Media Institute for Social Change and KXRY Radio, X-Ray FM. Our host is Phil Bussey. Our executive producer and editor is me, Carly Meisberger. Archives of past shows can be found on our SoundCloud page. Questions, comments, or ideas about the show can be sent to info at mediamakingchange.org. Thanks for tuning in.